0: Around Comics, episode 87...
1: topics in and around the world of comics I'm your host Christopher Neisman I'm joined as always by the co-hosts of the show mr. Brian Salazar yo and mr. Tom Caters. hey gee, Tom. <sighs> yeah Tom yeah, I'm tech- excited, excited
0: today huh? tax
1: yeah. season has him a little punchy yeah I slept in my office for a while, <laughs> while. <laughs> With sweets and like falling asleep uh, at your desk and waking up at four in the
2: morning yeah and then just knocking over screaming and wait at the people cleaning night
1: terrors uh, yeah no.
2: get out of my room
1: <laughs> well we Don't have uh, we have an oversized uh, panel again this week we are, uh, Where are joined by coming from I, the, all over the place you my know the, the, the guys from ape email me and say hey we've got some ape creators there in Chicago um, you should have them drop by, and and they did. Ape I was disappointed. was it wasn't like well, three from you,
3: <laughs> 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 three of of So this <laughs> is uh, uh,
1: collectively the creative team from the upcoming series from Ape Entertainment called White Picket Fences. Uh, starting off are the co-writers Matt Anderson, hello, and Eric Hutchins, hello. And over on the far side of the table, way over there, is the artist Micah Ferritur. Thanks for having me. And us. it's ferritur.
4: the ferritur. ferritur. Ferritur is my wrestling name. <laughs> the ferritur. 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 is a mythical
2: beast, my friend. <laughs> my favorite mythical <laughs> beast. It's a two-headed minotaur.
4: <laughs> Beware of the Darth ferritor.
2: <laughs> Darth Ferretor. (laughs) All right, that was, okay, I went too far. (laughs) (laughs) We
1: we will, of course, be talking about uh, white picket fences later in the episode, but our main topic today is one that we had a feeling we would get a lot of feedback on the forums about, and uh, indeed we did, it is what makes a good local comic shop. So, we're going to be going over all of that in just a few minutes. But first, I want to let you know that this episode of Around Comics is sponsored by InStockTrades.com.
0: Waiting for the trade has never been easier. InStockTrades.com offers a huge selection of the collected editions you need. InStockTrades.com is your source for trade paperbacks, deluxe hardcovers, essentials, showcases, archives, absolute editions, omnibus editions, and more. All that great discounted prices, and remember that all orders over $50 ship for free. Whether you're buying an Absolute Edition or catching up with showcases and essentials, InStockTrades.com is your new best friend.
2: Or your old best friend, as a lot of us. If you shop at a local comic shop. For, uh, also, a nice supplement. It's
0: <laughs> 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 sort of an acquaintance yeah, they you they like to invite over yeah. once in a while.
2: We can't talk of it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, speaking of nice local comic shops, Around Comics is recorded every Friday at seven o'clock at Dart Tower Comics and Collectibles. Yeah. It's located at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If you're in the area, please drop by. We would love to meet you. While you're here, remember to ask about Dark Tower's Poll List membership. It's one of the best you will find anywhere. Dark Tower has a great selection of mainstream comics, independent comics, trades, statues, action figures, and everything you need for your comic collector lifestyle. Clothes? Clothes. <laughs> so they, do they carry... Comic clothes. Uh, you read um, comics, they you don't read clothes. They, they, oh. do, they do
3: have styling <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, luchador
0: style. <laughs> That's right. The luchador mask and the. Uh,
1: Kill Obama No, Kill Osama Kill Obama
3: (laughs) Sorry Secret Service (laughs) Oops Guest
1: of the show All receive Kill Obama T-shirt Kill Osama Oh no (laughs) Right
3: Right looking We're going to have A ton of
2: fucking Conservative (laughs) (laughs) listeners We're (laughs) going to kill Obama Oh No, no I didn't I'm voting
1: for him I'm sorry Okay Hey everyone That's (laughs) told me Oh (laughs) good boy. Uh, Remember remember that your Around Comics experience isn't complete until you've read this week's Long Box of Love. Each Thursday episode of Around Comics has a wonderfully handcrafted webcomic from listener Brian Bowles. Check it out every Thursday at www.aroundcomics.com. Okay, folks, we have all shopped in them. For a lot of us, it's where we first discovered comic <clears throat> books. For most of us, it's where a mild interest turned into much, much more. Obsession. <laughs> we are recording in one right now. We are, of course, talking about the local comic shop. What makes a good comic shop? Whatever your interest level is, you probably have thoughts and expectations of what a comic shop should be. For today's show, we have assembled a round table that has over a century of combined <laughs> experience of comic book shops. None of us. you <laughs> over <laughs> <laughs> I thought that sounded pretty impressive. So. No. Not really. <laughs> well, I, I tell you what's uh, we'll start with our guest. Um, Matt by the way besides right being a, a co-writer them. of an actual comic has a lot of experience working in a comic shop. You are no, in a, <laughs> an employee, <laughs> an employee of uh, Blank the Blank Place Comics. <laughs> uh, no, you you work at uh, Graham Crackers. You said it. You got it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I can't get in trouble now. Yeah, next week's episode of
1: Around Comics will be recorded you at you know, somewhere else. Uh, first off, uh, what? Is either your most important thing to you as a, as a customer, or what do you hear as, as working at a comic shop, what is most important to your customers?
5: The, actually, the thing that we hear the most is that uh, people would hang around a lot more if we had a bar. In, this, in each store. There you go. Which I actually yeah, as we're drinking while we do this. <laughs> <laughs> Send but them to is Dark Tower Comics. That is,
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is. actually
5: what we hear. W- w- that is one of the things that I hear the most. But otherwise, comic a bar. A comic bar. <laughs> <laughs> mmm. <comic bar>. <laughs> mm. Gears are grinding. What uh? What I think works the best, or what I think that comic stores need the most is kind of to get sh- get away from some of the you know club aspect, like the. W- y- a lot. It, they're not always so user friendly to new, you know, new people coming in. I mean, a lot of the stuff it almost requires inside knowledge to shop, and you know that is something that you know we have also heard a lot of. And, and by you know, especially right now with more and more people coming into stores, I think that you know having them be a little more user friendly, people you know being able to just come in and and get the lay of the land without. Needing too much guidance, I think
2: you need to look on the Earth Two shelf. (laughs) Exactly.
5: (laughs) Yeah, comic shops sometimes are as complicated as DC continuity.
1: Sure, it is. You know, you said the the club atmosphere. It's like you know, you need to you know have a special invitation to go into the crazy looking store. And of course,
5: you know, it's a hard line you know to walk because when you get away from the club aspect, then you lose the people that keep you in business day in day out. out. But if to to expand to you know ever get beyond just that you have to somehow reach across and you know, I don't know if that's. Been perfected yet, and
1: I think it's called Pokemon.
5: Yeah, yeah. But then the problem is they come up to like the glass case or wherever you have the guards.
1: Nowhere else.
2: And then that's yeah, it. That's yeah. As far as they so, go, you know. That's I I hate Pokemon. I that hate it the, so, yeah, much. <laughs> so much. It's uh. You guys, it's never see the our huge Pokemon crossover <laughs> audience. Well, you know, it's uh. <laughs> no. I, I think
1: we talked about it on the show before uh, with uh, Colin Bunn, who worked at uh, the Fantasy Shop in St. Louis for years and years and the South South St. Louis Fantasy Shop store opened up because of Pokémon. They said that that th- that game kept that store in business for their first year. So it was, you know, and then they kind of went away from it and developed. And now they're film. gone. No that well, oh. no they used Pokémon to to keep the store open, then they developed a customer base there for comic books and they've survived since Pokémon kind of went away. And, you know,
2: Pokemon's so never gone away, my friend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, we, we, it's we always bubbling beneath the surface. Yu
5: Gi Oh, right now, it's still hanging. I don't know how it's is still it the hanging same thing? on,
6: but kind of, <laughs> I guess. <It's>
5: little <laughs> same crowd. They all have the little
1: cookie bases, right? That's all. I hey, I don't, don't talk bad about the Clicks. <laughs> no, no, Hero are clicks is a, a man's game. Yes. Intellectuals. Little man. Manipulate. Men with. Hands with hands Plastic Large.
3: dolls,
0: <laughs> No strange, well,
1: weird... Eric, what is your, I guess, number one thing that you look for in an LCS? Ooh, uh,
3: it's not
0: on that piece of paper in front of you, my friend. You're going to have to come up with it on your own. <laughs> we wrote it. Turn in, the
6: crib nuts remember. over. <laughs> uh, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of tough to say, Um I'm really kind of in a, in a lucky position whenever I'm, you know... Anytime I'm in a comic store, I'm usually with Matt, and uh, he can direct me to stuff, you know, based on the, the stuff he was talking about there. I guess, you know, I like to see, especially now that I'm, you know, working with uh, an independent publisher, it's nice to see... St- stores that carry more independent books, and I know that's tough, and it's really, you know, everybody says that, but, you know, now that I'm kind of, you know, I, every time I go into a comic store now, the first thing I look is, you know, do they carry eight books?
2: Will my book be here?
5: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's the big question. Yeah, it's funny.
6: Will like, it show up? I actually did a... Uh, <laughs> A little like mini documentary for uh, for class. It was based on like the independent and uh, and uh, you know corporate, if you will, uh, comic the, the disparity there. And what we ended up hitting on was that you know I guess you'd really like to see more of the the indie books there, but without you know your Marvel and your DC and your Image and stuff, the other stuff can't sell because you know you need to have some kind of financial bottom line. Sure. So. <coughs> I don't know. I guess that's it's one of those double-edged swords where you know my biggest pet peeve would be that there's not enough indie stuff there, but you can't really not have many, one without not the other.
2: Not many people go right from not reading comics to <laughs> reading indie comics. Right. Exactly.
6: Not many people yeah. just
2: buy. Well, indie see, comics, th- and
6: and so. that's the thing though. It's kind of like something you were saying with the Pokemon. You know, it's it's great to have. You know, I think uh, like what you said, in, in, uh when I interviewed him, <laughs> strangely enough, was uh, like this. <laughs> <Mad. laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, I'm sorry. What Matt said. I'm pointing <laughs> here.
3: They can't see us. <laughs> so, you
6: know, people are are gonna get are gonna find the other stuff through your Batman's, your Superman's, and those. You know, maybe great titles, and sometimes you know, sometimes they have rocky times and whatnot. But that's what gets people into the, you know, the more lesser known stuff. So, I don't know if I really answered the question or just kind yeah, of I, I, around I, the ta- bush. You're <laughs> talking about you know variety. Yeah, I, I exactly. Think that's what it comes go. down to.
1: Something.
6: And you know, because I I'm I'm not a huge comment guy. Like you know, I read what I like, and I like what I read, but, you know, I can only take so much superhero type stuff, and that seems to be a lot of, you know, I mean, that's really... You you like what you like,
1: you read what you like, but you want to have things open for you, you want to have variety to choose from, and find out more things that you like.
6: And to be fair, yeah, and I, you know, just recently started branching out into some superhero stuff, and that's because, you know, I said I had the in here with Matt working in Graham Crackers, and he can he kind of points me in directions that I, you know... Yeah, his,
5: his comic shop is my house and my <laughs> collection. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So no, it's, it's Mad- really how,
6: the question should be, how can
5: <laughs> I improve my collection for Eric yeah, to shop at it better? It's usually <laughs> free pizza <laughs> and beer. Yeah,
6: <laughs> no, that's the it, bar. you know, we'll, we'll be writing and I'm the like, bar, dude, yeah. I'm going to the toilet, what should I take with me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go.
1: So you're a comic sidler. You sidle <laughs> along his collection. Yeah, there you go. Uh,
4: Micah. <laughs> Well, I, I'm not so good with words as Matt and Eric, but I think this picture <laughs> illustrates it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> He's drawing a sketch of a bad comic book. <laughs> <laughs> On oh, the back of my cheat sheet, I need that back. <laughs> there, there we have it. No, uh, I, I, I've got a, a couple of comics that I like to follow, but uh, fortunately for me, they're, they're pretty uh, prevalent, you know, like uh, Conan from Dark Horse and so forth. But uh, uh, as far as other, other uh, tasks that I like for my comic book shop to address or uh, for me tracking down... Um, old issues of uh, books from artists that I've just now discovered that I like that I didn't know before kind of came late into comics about three or four years ago and, um, and so I'm yeah just coming into new things like it was only two years ago that I read Enigma like with artist Duncan Figretto. So I'm having my my friends and my um, contacts and my local comic book store you know, track down everything they can with the man's stuff. So cause yeah, yeah, it's, your it's comic great, pimps. My comic, <laughs> my comic pimps deliver me. You, know, <laughs> you started. You started reading like three years ago. Yeah, yeah. You're like well, I read, I, read a, I, read a, I read a few. I read a few comic books in high school, but not many. Like I, I tracked down a few issues of the Max here and there, but I never collected it. You know, I. Read a couple, a little bit of you know Cerebus because I thought it was you know, hilarious and funny. Back in high society, church and state is really funny stuff. But I never really got into it until I started looking at the art a little bit more. And so yeah three, four years We'll ago. get
1: to this whenever we talk about white picket fences, but I'm real interested to see how you got a hold of sequential storytelling like you have because you're absolutely you're
4: a good sequential storyteller. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that, <laughs> that was a fair tour. <laughs> 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 well, uh, well, comics don't have a, don't have any ground game, so once you get it down there, you pretty much own them. <laughs> um
2: I think it's important, like uh, right when you walk in at first, that. The, the shop I used to go to in Green Bay was perhaps the least friendly place I've ever been. The first thing you saw when you walk in was people like playing video games on a couch. <sighs> Like, in front of a TV, like, you just walked into someone else's apartment, <laughs> which isn't the most welcoming, right. exam, you know. Oh, excuse not, yeah, me. Yeah, oh, excuse, I felt bad. Like, I was interrupting what they <laughs> were doing. It's like, right? uh, so, so is, there, <laughs> is there, like,
1: beer in the fridge? You yeah, know? but I brought a pizza to this. And I think, yeah,
2: I think the other thing, too, is just the general <laughs> sense of being treated fairly by the shop that you go to. Mm-hmm. Like, the shops you go to where you see things that are marked up really high that maybe shouldn't be, or you have experience with a shop where, uh, I think someone brought up an example of this, where someone, their shop owner, was trying to screw people over on the Captain America number twenty-five, yeah. even though they go there all the time and stuff like that. If you're like a new shopper, you may not pick up on, but if you're more seasoned, you'll notice when your shop owner's trying to pull one over on you. I want to
3: buy a copy of Bone Storm. Here's ninety-nine cents. huh
7: <laughs> Allow me to summarize the proposed transaction. You wish to purchase Bone Storm for ninety nine cents. Net profit to me, negative fifty nine dollars. Oh, oh! Please take my fifty nine dollars. I don't want it. It's yours. Uh, uh, uh. Seeing as we are unfamiliar with sarcasm, I'll close the register at this point. Uh,
0: I think uh, you know. I think everybody's kind of touched on it. Is um, it comes down to comfort? You know, I, I think. You know, comics already have sort of the stigma about them that, y- really? you know, if you're... Well, <laughs> yeah, nobody's told you. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. And uh. Santa doesn't... Uh, anyway. Um, but the last place, I, you know, I want to feel uncomfortable is in a comic shop. And a lot of comic shops, unfortunately, are run by people that, for whatever reason, take that opportunity to make other people feel Bad, (laughs) which is the weirdest thing to me. Why are you buying this? Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? And, and, and (laughs) well, and and it's funny that you bring that up because I think, you know, Matt Groening probably went to a lot of comic shops in his day because (laughs) that character epitomizes a lot of the, you know, stereotypes of shop owners and shop managers and guys that work in shops because we've all been to, to a shop where there is someone like that that makes you feel uncomfortable, that isn't very helpful, that doesn't, you know, Make you feel good about being in their store and spending money, which is the worst thing you could possibly do as a business owner. So I just think it comes down to comfort level, whether it's you know the selection is there, whether the store layout is is well designed so that you can get around. And I think number one, it's the customer service and just the way that that you are treated as a customer walking into a store, that you're not walking into you know some sort of secret club that you're not a member of, because. You know, let's face it, with comics growing up as a kid reading comics, you already have, you know, that sort of defense mechanism built in. Anytime someone, you know, sees you with a comic book, you know, at some point you're going to have to try and defend it or ignore it or whatever. And,. To have to well, deal I'm not with reading it reading this, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I just it's yeah. off the ground <laughs> yeah. five seconds before you saw me. <laughs> but to, to actually have to deal with that when you walk into the place that you're trying to buy the comics
1: from in a different sort of way, but you know you, you're still dealing with that situation. You don't want to have to know the secret handshake
2: before you. <laughs> check yeah, out you know it's just sure. uh, unless you've been going there for a while, then it's totally yeah, cool. and then it's uh, well, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> <totally> your place. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, we've got we've got some great uh, forum posts that we'll get through, and, and I think that we've touched what on What about you? You I've, didn't say yeah. what. I'm, I'm segueing into mine. Oh, jeez. Oh, and I think that we've about form. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. no, mine, mine is... going to go have a mine, cigarette? <laughs> mine's an easy one. And I, I thought back to why I started shopping at, at this shop. And, uh Location, for me. Oh, okay. Uh, living, <laughs> li- living in the city, it was important for me mm. to find a shop that I wasn't going to have to drive... An hour out of my way to get to, and I think that you know probably all of us have had that experience of having to make. I this don't actually have a, a local comic shop. Yeah. I don't.
0: I, there's two by me. I don't shop at because, not that they're bad stores, they're just not really good stores. So I don't. I I shop there for years, but the selection isn't good. The they don't offer
1: certain services, and it's just like I'm not going to waste. I'm not going to spend my money at a place That the, everything is important for the shop, whether it's, you know, selection or how much help you get or, you know, what kind of inventory they carry. But, you know, the first thing that gets me to a store whenever I move to a new location is the location. I always check out the local comic shop. I mean, the the first part of that is important. What is local to you? So,
2: I think that... (laughs) Imagine you, uh, with your wife, as you're moving into a new place and all the boxes are still unpacked and you're like, I'm off to find the local
3: comic shop. (laughs) No. (laughs) Tom, Tom,
2: Tom, what
1: do you mean, when I move in? You don't think I would have checked that
3: out, <laughs> you you the ask area? the
5: realtor <laughs> when you're first seeing a house. <laughs> comic shops in the area. What sort Sir? of discounts
3: <laughs> they offer for <from> full <laughs> member? You, you, you don't th- <laughs> think I'm going to have all that research before I move
1: again? are you crazy? Uh, well, I tell you what. Uh, we have a couple other um, <clears throat> quote-unquote comic book experts that uh, we're going to get
2: <laughs> we're going off g- the number of people on th- it's going to be over a century and a half <laughs> 137 Jesus. years yeah. of <laughs> comic book, book collecting
1: knowledge and experience we're going to be yeah we're going to be over the the 2 century mark the uh what That's is that? Great. the uh, uh, we're we're approaching the ses- sesquicentennial Are we
0: calling Carmine Infantino? Yes. Is that what we're <laughs> pushing us you over the These l- <laughs> <we're> all nerds. are <laughs> Con-
1: buying all this? <laughs> <laughs> Quick, the red Carmine Infantino.
2: Reading after they killed
3: Barry. Yeah, I can't believe they. <laughs> I tell you,
1: what's uh let's give our uh, our two guests a
7: call here. Um, excuse me, no banging your head on the display case, please. It contains a very rare Mary Worth, in which she has advised a friend to commit suicide. Thank you.
1: And joining us on the phone are two thirds of iFanboy Ron and Connor. Guys, how you doing?
8: Hey guys. Hey everybody.
1: Where's Tom? Where did Tom go? Tom, where are you? Why are you in the parking lot?
8: (laughs) Because you're an asshole.
1: I didn't mean that about the Flash. I swear.
7: This is the thing. This is the thing where all the podcasts get together, and uh, at first there's confusion, and we all fight, and then we eventually come together to realize we have a common enemy, John Suntress. <laughs> 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 we have to be. We have to protect the world from John Sanchez. I think.
1: <laughs> well, guys, John, Tom, John, John is here.
7: Um, Yay, John!
3: I miss you, John.
1: Hello again,
0: everybody. As he comes running. (laughs) Boy, oh boy. (laughs) Look at the ball yard tonight.
8: All right, I'm spitting. I don't mean to.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well... Ron, Connor, we're, we're talking about what makes a good comic shop, but I think everybody wants to hear the, uh, uh, the, the juicy evil stories of comic shops. So I tell you what, uh, Ron, why don't you start us off with a what you like about comic shops, and if you have a horror story, why don't you give us one of
7: those? Well, actually, I, I mean, yeah, totally. And I think, I think my story, probably both columns, uh, is good and what is bad about a comic shop at the same time. <laughs> Um, my comic store is actually Heroes, Comics and Cards in Norwalk, Connecticut. And um uh, an awesome store. And what's rad about it is that I can um, I can go there and there's always like five or six guys hanging out, talking about the books that came out that Wednesday and you know, what's great is you get sucked into this hour long conversation about Captain America or Civil War or or, you know, all these theories and stuff like that. It's just great conflict discussion, kinda like what we have here on these podcast but what's the horror story is when you just want to run in and get your books and get out and go to dinner or go to the gym or something you get sucked in it's like a vacuum it's it's, it's miserable actually
1: everybody here in the shop whenever you said go to the gym everyone looked at each other
7: and <laughs> i actually go to, i go to the gym with my comics on wednesday i read my comics in the gym
2: sometimes i need well, to get home see, and yeah. masturbate almost immediately and I get caught up into a huge conversation. I'm, I'm not surprised, Tom,
8: at all. It's I'm awful.
7: Not <laughs> well, I'm reading the comics at, at the gym. doesn't actually burn any calories. <laughs> I'm not actually doing anything at the gym. I'm just sitting there reading on a chair. That's all.
1: <laughs> There's a bad steam room joke there, but I'm not going to go into it. Uh, well, uh, Connor, how, how, how about you?
8: I actually have a very unique opinion about comic stores and that I don't want anybody to talk, talk to me while I'm in there. I just want to get my books and get out as fast as possible. Not because I don't like anybody, but I just consider uh, the comic store to be the same as any kind of store. I just want to get what I want and leave. I don't want anybody at the clothing store to bother me. I don't want anybody at the comic store to bother me. So I look for a
7: quick and easy transactional relationship between me and the comic store. And hey guys, everything every stereotype you've ever heard about New Yorkers is a complete lie. They're really nice, they like they like to talk, they're there's nothing <laughs> New York, there's no stereotypes of New Yorkers at all.
1: That's why you shop in Connecticut?
7: Yeah, exactly. I drive way to Connecticut for the funny, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an hour for lunch. I can't be hanging
8: around. I gotta get in and get
7: out. Well yeah, t- Brooklyn has turned you into a
8: cold hard man, Connor. That's what it that's <laughs> Well that figures nicely into the horror story. Um a few years ago I usually shop at big stores in Manhattan, like Manha- uh, Midtown Comics or Cosmic Comics. Um, but a few years ago I was working in Brooklyn, so I didn't ever go to Manhattan, and I found a neighborhood store that was one of those typical, um, like, dingy, stereotypical, dirty comic stores, and you couldn't move in it. There wasn't no, there was room for more than one person in the aisle. And there was an old woman who ran the store, who sat in the middle on a folding chair, and I'm pretty sure she had tuberculosis.
3: <laughs> Scarlet fever. She just sat
8: there ha- hacking wet coughs into a rag the entire time you we were in the store.
3: And uh, I may have taken a few years off my life that year I spent like, buying
8: comics in that store, but it, that's, that's, that's my horrible comic book
0: story. What was she reading?
8: Nothing. She just hacked into the rag, into the rag and then mumbled.
1: Actually, actually, <laughs> Ron, I, I think that's what happens whenever you read the X-Men too long. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, ouch.
1: <laughs> well guys, we we would be remiss if we uh if we didn't talk about iFanboy for a second. Uh we love your podcast and uh uh, want to give you a second to uh, to tell all of our listeners, and I think we share a lot of listeners. But if you want to um, let folks know about iFanboy and what you have going on with Revision Three and what's coming up on uh, on shows,
7: sure, sure, actually, and and thanks so much for the kind words about the show, and and we we've got a show, and and like you said, I think we do share a lot of listeners, and and what's really cool about podcast is that it's not like. You know, you know, we're not fighting for listeners. I mean, everybody can listen to all of our shows. It's not like, you know, one comic book show is on at 8 o'clock at night and you've got to choose between Around Comics or iFanboy. Everybody can download whatever they want, which is rad. So that's really cool. But, um, yeah, iFanboy.com uh, was a site that Connor, uh, myself, and our other friend Josh put uh, together in 2000, uh, the year 2000. And we wanted a place to talk about comics that wasn't, um, kind of, uh, a chore and weird like some of the other places on the line. Um, so we started doing that website and pretty much nobody came except for the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then in 2005, um, I, w- I was I listening to the podcast, getting into that, and I said, hey, guys, we should do a podcast. So we started doing the audio show. And uh, Connor, I mean, what do you, what, you know, why don't you bring us a piece for that? <laughs> yeah, he uh, he
8: had the dragon kicking and screaming into that sort of uh, new media world because we were very skeptical about the whole idea of people wanting to actually listen to shows about comics. But it's... Really took off faster than we ever expected it to, and to the point now where um, it's almost too much
3: work.
7: Well, well, that's the thing. I mean, like as Connor mentioned, the little-known iFanboy fact is that it took me two months to convince them to do it. Um, And once we started doing it, it it took off. And then just this and then this past summer at San Diego, we were we were fooling around with Josh's video camera, and we ended up with this half-hour video of our experience at the San Diego Con. And that got you know that got us thinking again, and we're like, hey, you know, there are a lot of you know podcasts popping up that are video based, so why don't we try doing that? So um, we decided to start putting one together in the fall. Uh, Josh had moved out from California to New York, so we're all in the same city for the first time in six years, and so we figured let's do it. And um, luckily enough, Revision Three, which is a great great um, uh, online IPTV network. Um, they took notice and they wanted to, they wanted to distribute us and so we got the deal done and in January we lost the video show and we've got about what kind of like eleven or twelve shows under a belt now. Eleven shows out. We uh, have a bunch in various stages of production at the moment. But uh, yeah, our last our last episode came out last week and it was a whole spotlight on Alan Moore about twenty five minutes talking about Alan Moore. So it was, it was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. So it's cool because the video show allows us to talk about stuff that we don't get to talk about on the audio show.
1: I, yeah. I actually have a, a, a neat story about the uh, video cast that you did from New York. You guys were, uh, were kind enough to include uh, us yeah. on that. Uh, yeah, oh, we, of course, yeah. Well, get this. I had uh, uh, about three days after you guys released that, I got an email from a guy I went to high school with that I haven't seen in like... You owe him money. Th- no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, asshole, remember? Yeah. It, it, <laughs> It was a a, a a friend of mine that I went to I You're went to still I, a nerd. <laughs> Give me your lunch money, nerd. Thank God. <laughs> But no, this was actually an old friend of mine that I had lost touch with and he listens to your podcast, didn't listen to ours, but saw us yeah, yeah yeah asshole. Um but yeah, I get I get this email from him that he had seen us on on your video cast, and Doesn't it's a guy like I haven't talked to in friend. years. So it was uh, it was really neat. So that was, kind uh, of thing
8: happens to everybody but us. <laughs> exactly. And <let> also <laughs> on and she
7: got recognized by three people from her hometown and they called her up. Nobody recognizes us at all. It's it's kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did get an email today from one of our viewers who uh, told me that my my general look wasn't working and I need to get a better uh, better wardrobe <laughs> <I have>. uh,
0: <laughs> Could you could you could you pep that up a little bit? Huh? You you're, you're kind of slovenly, man. You would you mind? <laughs>
7: yeah. What well, uh, no, yeah, I you know. Yeah. I guess the whole size and t shirt thing doesn't work for most people. But I guess oh, what are you going to do? You know. What well, <laughs> so, did did you tell <laughs> you them that you've know, been yeah. reading
1: comics at the gym? So you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
7: buffed
2: you know <laughs> that shirtless episode is gonna be the huge payoff <laughs> It's
1: like Ron in, in 300 part two it'll be all ripped
3: <laughs> this is I fanboy
1: <laughs> out of curiosity
0: guys how, how, how's it been how's the response been to the video one uh, you know compared to to the uh, the regular audio podcast It's
8: surprisingly good I mean uh, we were really Anytime you put yourself out there, you're, there's a little bit of apprehension, especially in a video format, because you're literally putting yourself out there. And um, the reaction has been much more positive than negative. In fact, people want more. You know, the first the, the first complaint we got wasn't about that it was bad; that it, it was that it was too short, and they wanted more of the show. So that's always gratifying. It makes us work harder and do better, um, put more hours into it. In
1: uh, in a few weeks, uh, I think that uh, Josh is actually going to be able to drop by uh, Dark Tower and sit in on an episode with us.
8: Absolutely. He's going to be out there there in uh, April. He's going to come by and uh, hang out with you guys. He's really, really excited. He's super psyched
3: about that, and you need to get him the good pizza. That's what you need to get him some good deep
2: dish pizza. We we, we, have fucking St. Louis shit.
1: (laughs) We only have good pizza in Chicago, and uh, (laughs) (laughs) not that New York shit. I mean, come on, you can't fold your pizza in half. What is that about?
7: Isn't
9: that room for both? If you're Italian, you're in trouble. Yeah, don't, don't fuck around with the way I eat my pizza, guys, you know? <laughs> Naked and alone. I want to give a. Naked, yeah. <laughs> Naked and alone. <laughs> At the gym. <laughs>
1: well the the, uh last mention uh we we talked about some of the listeners that we share and i know that uh freaky tiki is uh, a listener for both of the both of the shows i know that he was really looking forward to this so i want to definitely thank him
7: hey i'm a big fan of freaky tiki so i
1: hope he enjoys this thank you so much for taking some time out of your friday evening to chit chat with us and uh are you are you going to make it to uh chicago this year for wizard world
7: we're going to we're, we're thinking about it. It's all a matter of how much money is left in our bank account. So <laughs> if we can swing it. We're actually going to be, um, just to get a little plugs in, we're going ha- to be in uh, uh, Charlotte for Heroes Con. Because apparently we, we have a lot of fans in the Charlotte area, go figure. Great. Um, so, so we're going to go down there. And then, of course, we're going to be in San Diego. But we, um, we haven't looked beyond San Diego yet. But I would love to come out to Chicago. We've actually never been to that con it's yet. It's the
2: flyover so, um, convention. So, so yeah. yeah. It's just the flyover one. It's not the flyover
1: convention. <laughs> 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 keep up the great work and, uh, and we'll be listening
7: yeah thanks for having us and we're definitely we're, we're, thanks so much and we can't wait to hang out again we'll
1: be rad absolutely so. we'll have you back
7: again soon are you the creator of High and Lowest because you are making me laugh that drawing is worth exactly $750 American it's valuable huh Ooh, your powers of deduction are exceptional. I simply can't allow you to waste them here when there are so many crimes who unsolved at this very moment. Go, go, for the good of the city.
3: All
1: right, I want to thank the iFanboy guys for chiming in there. It's always good to talk to Ron and Connor. And once again, Josh is going to, I believe, going to drop by the shop here in a couple weeks. So We're being invaded. Yeah. We're taking New over York one show at a time. First Suntress, now iFanboy.
0: Soon we ever. won't even have to do our own show. This is going to be We'll great. just invite
1: other podcasters to come on and do it, it for out. us. Actually, uh, I think Chris Marshall's coming down. See? From uh, Collected Comics I'm Library. not showing up anymore.
2: We so. farm it out.
1: <laughs> Mercenaries. Can I hire someone to do my stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Micah?
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Contact my agent at Blackwater. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I tell you what, guys. We uh we had a lot of activity on the forum this week. A lot of people with their thoughts on what the what, hell are we talking about again? On what makes a, oh yeah, 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 what makes a good comic it's shop? It's taken and us only like five fucking hours <laughs> to get to this point. The time in between has been extraordinary. Two two pizzas have been uh. consumed. Numerous beers. Uh, Once again, speaking of the forum, if you would like to chime in on topics before we talk about them. (laughs) Not (laughs) this one, but on our next one. You could always go there and... You can always go to AroundComics.com, go to the community section, check out our forum. Uh, We always love to interact with listeners there. It's a good chance for you to, uh, to chime in on topics. Just like Matt Kramer, who says, First and foremost, the two most important things to me are convenient location and convenient hours. After that, I think a great selection of new comics is the biggest draw. Wide selections of trades and toys are great, but honestly, I can get trades cheaper at either Borders or Amazon. No, no, Borders, Borders good. Borders oh, good. That's right. uh, yes, yes. Um, Who do we hate? Great. <laughs>
5: Comic
3: shops. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, he also mentions that he shops at Collector's Edge East in, uh, I believe that's Milwaukee, Wisconsin. WWW, uh, Collectors Edge. I, I do believe they have an around comics flyer there. So uh, thanks, Phil. I, <laughs> I think you're he, welcome. He, he brings up uh, he brings up some good points. I think it's the three most common points that uh, that you'll hear on these upcoming posts: is location, location, hours, and location. variety, <laughs> and, and location. So, uh, Tom, what does uh, Chris Chavez, aka Equinox, have to say? He loves all shops. You're no, get uh, to the I'm page. Skipping it.
2: Uh, for me, the service that my LCS provides is what I look for the most, followed by the hours they operate. I love that my LCS owner takes the time to get to know what types of books might be interesting to his customers, and will occasionally pull extra books that we might like to try out. More often than not, he's dead on with a new book for me, but even if he's not, I appreciate that he watches out for us. And my shop is California Cards and Comics in Elk Grove, California. No website. But give them a call if you're in the general Sacramento, California
0: general.
3: area. <laughs>
0: I think that's a good point. A lot of shops, you know, will do that. Um, I know Mark does that, and he's very good at it. He usually, you know, <laughs> I
2: will not take Red Sony number zero. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: the only thing is, though, a lot of shops will do a lot of shops will do that. But then, you know, it's not with sort of the idea that you don't have to buy it. You know, it's like you almost, you know, and they'll put stuff in your box that you may not be interested in, but then and you feel say, like... And they say, here's your books for the week. Yeah, you know what I mean? As then you feel like you I have to buy that middle. stuff. And uh, <laughs> as long as it comes book. with, you know, the caveat that, that you don't have to buy the stuff they recommend, but... You I, know. Never mar- mar-
9: I, n- I never make Chris what? buy those anamorphics-having-sex books <laughs> when I put them in his box. <laughs> so I, mean, I, I buy it really. I do I, what <laughs> don't do, you think do
2: slip it into mine and then just give me the bag, and then when I get home I'll have some weird fucking porn.
9: I will find out some whacked-out shit... <laughs> and it's when Tom's not looking as I'm bagging his books I slip one of those down. <laughs> in going. he takes it home and he spreads his books out in front of his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Tentacle He's porn again? Like, look, like look girls like comics too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, where's this box?
9: <laughs> 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 this over here. Where's this box of porno? No, don't ma- talk about it. Mar- Mark is
1: always <laughs> very good about you know, it, he knows if something's not on my pull list that I would like, he almost always either suggests it whenever I come in, or he'll already have pulled it aside, and nine times out of ten, I like it. So, well, And I, kinda,
5: I was going to mm-hmm. say, I want to say that that is one of the benefits to what I said earlier about the club aspect of comic shops, is that sometimes that can be a negative because it might not be as inviting to new people, but... It, it it's great when you're a regular customer and something that you might have over. I mean, previews is huge. So you know, there'd be things you're gonna look over and.
1: It's like how fast could you flip past white picket
5: fences in previews? I, exactly, I've done it. And, I, and, I- <laughs> <laughs> and you were looking for it. Yeah, I was looking for. But yeah, well, this skip.
3: Uh, skip,
0: skip, skip. Well, I think it's just a matter of a, a, a shop owner and manager getting, you know, taking the time to get to know his customers, yeah. which he should do, and, and or she should do, and and a lot of times they she, don't. Yeah, well,
5: <laughs> let's be realistic here. <laughs> all right, come
0: on. my old LCSA, hey, my old LCS was run by a woman. So you don't shop there anymore. On, no, I don't. But they had nothing to do with her. She was PMSing so we... all over. <laughs> it was it was it's the LCS. It was, LCS. The, <laughs> it was the scarlet <laughs> fever cough. It was the same woman no, no, from Connors Old shop. It. It.
1: Had nothing to do with that. It was just uh, <laughs> time to move selection. on. Selection. Yep. Uh, what, uh, what? Wet rats.
0: Wet uh, rats said a discount is very low on my priorities. Well, glad to know you're rich. A social, sociable, <laughs> attentive, knowledgeable staff is number one. A large stock of back issues and trades is number two. Location is number three. But I've almost always lived in the sticks, so conveniently located has a diff- far different meaning. I've had pull lists at stores as much as two hours away. Wow.
2: Where the fuck does he live? <laughs> <laughs> I live in a metro. But Batavia. I <laughs> laughing at it when it takes "Oh, oh, okay. yeah, That's right. That was that a was Batavia a jab." Yeah, yeah you there, got all it.
1: All right. Uh, talk back. <laughs> <laughs> he understood it. He just didn't laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I see how this is going. Wait, uh, <laughs> this is the guy
0: from St. Louis. <laughs> well, the big, big
1: yeah, city. city. Oh, yeah. All funny. right. <laughs> talk back says, uh, one word, staff. <laughs> Uh, if uh, the people that work there suck, usually everything else does too. If you can find an LCS with staff that's not rude and is halfway knowledgeable, then the rest is gravy. If the stacks are small but they're willing to search for you, then it makes everything else okay in my eyes. Oh, and whores. Lots and lots of whores. Always
0: a plus at a, at a shot. <laughs> I was Sal that started that on the yeah. forum. Hookers. <laughs> I want hookers. In
1: my store. Yeah. Kevin Freeman, uh does stuff for this company. What is it? He
5: is our editor, actually, on White Picket Fences, but he also writes.
1: Well, what does he have to say about local comic shops?
2: He says that you should buy White Picket Fences. <laughs> <laughs> if they carry White if Picket Fences. Buy. it's a good shot. And and they don't ask for Staff is probably the most important thing to me. They should be friendly, but not too friendly. Wink, wink. Where they're bugging you the whole time to make a sale, nudge, nudge. No reach arounds. Are you listening, Radio Shack? (laughs) Store cleanliness is huge for me. If your store is a shithole, I don't care how well stocked it is or how amazing the employees are. I'm not shopping there. The store should be organized. Back issues in order. The floor vacuumed on occasion, etc., etc. I like stores that look <laughs> At the professional. What kind of an editor is he? Yeah, like he's, he's like this ass. script is dirty. <laughs> <laughs> he hates ellipses. <laughs> yeah. I also, <laughs> I also look through back issues wearing surgical gloves, and I would prefer if the stores would provide me with surgical. <laughs> he didn't <one>. write <laughs> that. In uh, short, that is a weird
3: post. Soul, beautify your soul. <laughs> yeah.
2: I also prefer stores that I. Feel safe bringing my wife into. You know, those stores. The ones with the lingering misfits. Crate and barrel. <laughs> like,
6: <laughs> sitting at tables in the back of the store, beard. playing video games. Like, the Drinking shop beard. I
2: like hope I roll a 20 as far as initiative with her. <laughs> 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 they usually have unkempt neck beards, smell like old French fries, and have social skills of a cinder block. If my, wa- if my wife gets the creeps from stepping in, time to move on. Oh, like he's never had a neck beard. <laughs>
1: He's writing a Kevin book
4: about uh, people in comic shops. Yeah, so uh,
1: yeah. we have to talk about subculture for just a second. Truth check it, check told, it out.
4: We need actually need to roll like a 24, because most people in a comic shop have like a <laughs> negative 4 <laughs> on charisma.
2: I am resistant to charisma. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: Hey,
2: look, uh, uh, Pat Loyka chimed
1: in.
0: He said, uh, I've been with the same LCS for 10 years now. I've been with them when they moved locations a total of three times. I stuck with them even though I get bigger discounts from online retailers. Like DCBS, why? This is
1: crazy. Well, the staff
0: <laughs> makes it a fun place to be. I joke, talk, and flirt with the staff on my LCS. <laughs> yes, you read that right. right, flirt. If I'm having fun as I buy my books, I'll keep going there. Thank you, Pat. I'm That's
1: not. Fl-
0: I'm not flirting with Mark, no matter what kind of discount <laughs> he
1: gives me. I don't know. Three uh, bags and boys. Think about yeah. It. yeah, it's actually a dark That's tower. I've, I've I've gone through one, two three location changes and a name change and two ownership changes uh yeah so You're a dedicated
0: impl- uh employees to- yeah, <laughs> <do> <laughs> like damn close <laughs> <laughs> bravery or or a i buckled around.
3: stars <laughs>
7: <laughs> let me show you something this this is a snagglepuss drawn by hick heisler it is worth something
8: this this is an arm drawn by nobody it is worth nothing
1: Um, you yeah. know, one, one of the we things back on, on location I want to talk to Matt about is that, mm. he, works, uh, <laughs> that he works for Graham Crackers. And how many locations does Graham He works for B.
6: That's right. I'm going to
3: get him back, he Mark. Don't worry. Cram crackers. <laughs> cram, gra- <laughs> yeah, cra- um, cram crackers. Cram
5: Crackers. Yeah. Cram Crackers. Cram Grannies. <laughs> Currently, I think there is I eight. Know, eight. Yeah, I yeah really there's know eight locations really at
9: the moment. I boss. I've had dinner with him.
5: Uh, Your overlord
1: boss. Uh, yes. hear that, Jamie? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. When we get to like the it, Jamie horror story, do anything we about comic books? Those ain't
9: over.
1: So. Is um, this is a hockey uh, podcast yeah.
9: too. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah,
5: uh, No, there, uh, yeah. There's eight currently. Um, uh, mostly in the suburbs, but two, two in the city. There's uh, one just in the Loop area of Chicago, and then one in Lincoln Park. But uh,
1: it's re- it's really for the suburbanites. Yeah, it's, yeah, It covers the Chicago land. Yeah, the,
5: you know, I mean, there's actually, you know, I'm trying to think. There there's areas of the the suburbs where, you know, I know they don't cover just based on other comic
1: shops being there. <laughs> so I haven't crushed them haven't, haven't, haven't uh, <laughs> strangled them you're right the yeah marketing. yeah. I, I think There's they a street t- toughs so <laughs> haven't come in and tipped <laughs> over their books I th- yeah I was going to say I
5: think they know that there'd be retribution at conventions or something Duh. at that point
1: Hunter chimes in he says I'd like to think uh, more about the ecosystem of comic retail stores in any decent metropolitan area you're gonna you're going to run the gamut of different breeds, from the hole in the wall, mom and pops to your sci-fi mega stores that serve up Warhammer forty K, land networking, and other notable excursions into Geekery. I see many stores evolving into the LCS slash bookstore hybrids, clearly taking advantage of the trade market. For those of us that have a choice in stores, I think location ends up being the big pragmatic hurdle. Followed by selection, staff, and whatever niche market they may be filling. And he uh, brings up a good point about how there are a lot of stores out there that have stopped being just comic shops. Whether they're, you know, and, and Dark Tower carries... Figures and a lot of trade paperbacks, and uh, this is a HeroClick venue, which I think is uh, are the graham crackers. Are they yeah, HeroClick venues? Yeah, certain ones
5: have like tournaments and everything on a weekly
1: basis, you know, so. and, and diversifying and that kind yeah. of stuff. But you start to see a lot more of the, you know, even the independent bookstores have started carrying a lot of <laughs> collected editions and that kind of stuff. So I think the market may be changing. Yeah. In, in that respect
5: I have to say One thing uh, I mean And again My knowledge Really comes from Graham Crackers Those are really The only comic stores I've ever been Exposed to On a any Like timely Or lengthy basis But uh, they've always Kind of had That branch out um, I remember back You know When I started there In like the mid 90's um, There you know A good quarter of, one of the store That I worked at In, in uh, the suburb Of St. Charles Was uh, gaming Like role playing <laughs> games and you know and then then magic kind of came in and the card games took off so i mean i've i guess i've always seen that i i think i've never seen a shop that was solely comic books that didn't branch into to figures didn't branch
1: into into something yeah
6: so what's well, weird though how i would kind <clears> of <throat> i think that the focus kind of shifts Cause I remember um when I used to I used to go to uh Cram Grackers, if you will. Um, to get all my I used to be just an RPG nut and you know, I would go there for all my D and D books and all my Palladium books and whatnot. And then just I remember one day I walked in there and they're just like, Hey, you know, you guys don't have you know, this rift or, or whatever and it was like, Yeah, we stopped carrying that. It's you know, we're branching away from that and it's you know, then they started moving more into you know, some of the... Well,
0: I know
2: magic was a huge yeah, thing. Yeah, well, that, that, that blew everything away. Yeah. You lose your shit? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> you find out where you are just like, what
3: the fuck? <laughs> 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 I knocked over some <laughs> He broke
1: away three three your down. D20 at him.
6: Faster. It's like the Chris Farley freak at him, like knocking tables over. <laughs> uh, where the
3: fuck is my palladium book? <laughs> <laughs> Put it all on my credit
7: card, my good man. Oh, pardon me, Santos, if that is your real name, Brock Simpson. But your phony credit card is no good here. Now make like my pants and spit. Uh,
1: well, what does uh,
2: Scott Cedarwood have <laughs> to say, Mr. Kita? Living in the Chicago suburbs, I have a plethora of shops to go to. Ooh, big word, Plethora? Yeah, plethora, right? The plethora. Uh, that plethora is a plethora. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> the staff isn't that big of a deal to me. I like to go in and just to browse. That means selection is probably my strongest cri- my biggest criteria in looking for shops.
1: Does the plethora fight the uh, ferretor? The ferretor. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sunday, <at> Sunday, <laughs> Sunday. Clor, <laughs> There's a band called Clore. Now? That, or no, before. before. Uh, and I always sure, wondered, right? like, I <laughs> really mean it. Like, if people are, I always wondered, and this is a tangent that I'll end quickly, is when people Google Clore looking for the band? Like, they're like, fucking Civil War? <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, there's a
0: band, Thor. I wonder if Clore is a,
3: uh, oh, they they cover, cover like band. That. They're a cover a band. band. <laughs> <laughs> the Chlor cover band. <laughs> aren't no Thor. <laughs>
0: That band sucked Anyway um, Hunter said I'd like to think more about Oh no, I'm sorry Eric Houston said Since I just moved to a new city A few months back This is something that's been on my mind The Twin Cities have several comic shops Between them But it's difficult to decide Which one is the one for me I love a good back issue selection Particularly good (laughs) bargain bins A discount isn't very important To be honest But it is nice Although let's face it Most of the time that ends up being around a 10% discount, which, for me, results in a savings of about $2 a week, which, while nice, isn't enough to put one store over the top. Another factor that is important to me is a shop ordering an adequate number of new issues of any given book. We'll get a
1: pull list. Raw non-sentences. And they don't have... To <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> don't. Sorry, Eric. From, is that from... Uh, I think that's from Hanging Chad? Yeah, I mean, I guess
0: discounts are, you know, if, if you're not buying a lot of books, a discount isn't that big of a deal. But if you are buying... You should you buy
5: know, more books then. Like white picket fences. Please buy white picket fences.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> just kidding about the run-on sentences. <laughs> well, you gotta be careful. I, you know, I want I want to talk about poll lists and poll boxes, or you know, whatever each store, you know, calls them. That is actually a really big deal for me. Is you know, I I want to know that my books are there whenever I come in. I have a poll box, a poll box membership here at Dark Tower, and when Captain America twenty five came out, I, you know didn't have to worry about it i didn't have to call the shop and say hey set one aside for me it was there whenever i came to the shop and i knew it was going to be so you know how you know tom you've got a you've got a polis membership here how important is it to you to know that your box are going to be there your your books are going to be there whenever they come out
2: it's very important chris <laughs> <laughs> and
1: that there is a discount. Yeah, and that there's a discount. And that they're bagged and boarded. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, come in to Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles yeah, for all, all of your comics and collectibles <laughs> <and laughs> If I just had to pick out my this books, I'd This is the best episode
9: you. ever because we have been named more times. <laughs> like, I,
1: like per hour. I've got like we did ten, this episode ten, for you, ten, you surly old bastard. Well, every time I I we
5: say Graham Crackers, we have to say Dark Tower five times.
1: There is no. Let's talk about Chicago Comics. There's only Zool or Dark Tower. There's
2: only two. There's only one. Uh, the pull list is good because I would forget to pick up stuff. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of
1: start with my pull list and whatever's not in there from week to week, I always go and check the the new releases and I, I like, you know, uh, I add, you know, to it. No,
2: just like I like uh, having my books in the box. Because <laughs> <laughs>
3: <They're happy>. <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> they
0: just be all over the place and <laughs> <Yeah, that's what laughs> have to they have search that. for them. Oh, right. so so we them. should <laughs> mention how important pull lists are to shops. Yeah, because. I mean, you know, every shop out there pretty much is running on not huge margins. Comic it's, shops. is a
1: huge part of how they make their orders.
0: A, yeah, and that's a huge deal to them because if a comic shop orders 100 issues of something that doesn't sell, there's no returning it. They can't send it back for a refund and they're yeah. stuck with Almost it. Almost never. Some, and if they sometimes. don't know what. To order, I mean, they base it on their pull list membership, you know? so, oh, shall and we, so we, we talked
1: to the resident comic <coughs> shop owner about how important his sure. pull list is. Um, Mark, how important is your pull list?
2: Can we call the guy from Graham Crackers? No. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh. This is um, my discount.
5: <laughs> 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 your your poll has been, been uh, uh, put on hold if for a while. You are banned until
3: Wednesday. <laughs> 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 you're gonna, you have to pull your own. <laughs> <laughs> list. Until, I, until, <laughs> I bring, until I drop
2: like 45 bucks on Wednesday. <laughs> then <laughs> you're make welcome. Make sure you drop 45 <laughs> bucks
9: on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sticking anything and everything <laughs> in there this, <laughs> <laughs> there this week. G.I. Joe, it's so. You asked for it.
0: Uh, anyway, how important is a pull list membership to your business?
9: Overly important. It's, it's the backbone of your business. It's the bread and butter. I mean, without it, you wouldn't have a store. You can't rely on the guy who comes in once every few weeks to buy this issue or that issue or all the people that came in to buy Captain America 25 mm-hmm. after they heard about it on <laughs> CNN. You can't rely on those people. You have to have regulars. You have to have your pull box. Without that, you wouldn't be able to have the store.
0: But it also it also gives you sort of a you know a guidepost to, to oh, yeah. orders too. I mean, oh definitely. I
9: wouldn't I wouldn't order a lot of books as heavy as I did if I, if I didn't know they were going to sell that well. I mean, there's no other way around it. You right. Wouldn't, you wouldn't order a hundred copies of Marvel Zombies versus Army of Darkness. What would you on say? A whim.
0: What would you say the percentage percentage of your customers don't have a pull list or do have a pull list? Uh, Probably there?
9: even the ones that. People that come in that don't have polis? Yeah. Okay. Uh, probably about maybe 20% of them. Don't have? Yeah. Okay. Well, well, that's get, really right. Good. I think not, uh, A lot of them uh, might end up getting them on the polis at some point or another. Right. With her. I've had guys that've been coming in here for a year or two years, and all of a sudden are, they decide to go on the pull list. Well, I, you know, I was just you know, and usually if they're my regular regular guys, anyways, even if they don't, I still usually give them a little discount because they come in every week for me. Right. Well, so.
5: I, I was gonna say, I mean, it's just a f- it, it, it's a factor that's pretty unique to comic shops that you don't get. I mean, even if you can still find an independent video store or an independent you know music shop or you know yeah. whatever, you don't get pull lists there. I mean, so. It, it, it has to be something that's embraced by comic shops because it is one thing that only they really have. I mm-hmm. mean, they can offer their customers something
2: that you know. Uh, getting an indie book at a store too is also telling people. Oh, even beyond the pull list is just letting people know that the book I, exists. too. I'd say it's the pull list actually
9: helps the indies more than it helps the Marvelers. Yeah, yeah, def- by far. Because I, mean, I don't. If I, sometimes I've never heard like White Picket Fences. I may not have seen your book in the previews because, as you know, as you go through the previews, it's yeah, really kind of loaded. You get. 500 pages. There's so much stuff. Yeah, if you're, if you're not getting so a full-page ad in previews, I had, you can get I had one of my guys' so uh, special order. He put it on his list of things. He gave me his previews order, and it was on there. So when I see that, I usually take a second look at that book to see if I want to order extras on that, which I think I Because usually to I, think, I
2: so think if one person wants it right. bad enough, a lot of times... Well, you can
0: also at. gauge it well, by yeah. what that person right. buys.
9: If you've got, you got one or two people asking for a small book, you're going to order a few extras of that one because, well, there's two people actually specifically As asking for, for this. so. Yeah. Hopefully, that'll mean there'll be some other people who will see it when it's in the store and buy it. A pull list can so.
5: be a good kind of tempering thing, you know. I mean, if people are looking for it, it, it will give you a reason to look at it a second, yeah. or even a you know, first time if it's something you missed <laughs> over, you know.
2: So, so go ask for a white pick offenses. Please ask for it. And get a pull list of your LCS. Yeah. Or, Dark <laughs> or Dark Tower Comics. Or Dark Tower
0: Comics. Specifically Dark so Tower Comics. Uh, our next forum post is from John Sokol and John has a, a numbered list here. Uh, Number one uh, location there are a million great shops in in and around San Francisco but that doesn't help me in, in here in New oh, Jersey. That's, well moved to San Francisco yeah Number two convenience can I easily get there can I park there are there are they open when I want to shop? Uh, these first two are barriers to entry if they don't apply there's no reason to go forward once I get there, What I want is selection. Number three, do they have everything that I want? If not, I can get it next week. Or can I get it next week? Assuming it is in stock. I don't pre-order Raisin Bran from the grocery store. I shouldn't have to pre-order The Damned or White Picket Fences. Number four, atmosphere. I want a nice, clean, neat store that I can bring my wife, kids, and friends to. It should be well lit. The store should be laid out in such a way that I can find things on my own. Number five, service. The This should really be number 4A as they tie together. The staff should be friendly and helpful, not surly, distrustful, or disinterested. It's not my fault that you're in the middle of a conversation when I need help. Just do your damn job. Make suggestions on books I might like based on my likes, not yours. The help should be, you know, helpful. Number... Cost. A discount is nice. (laughs) I travel a lot for work. If I'm on the road on a Wednesday, it's cool to find the local area shop and pick up my books. I won't do that if I am getting a discount from my LCS. Number six, previews. If you do expect me to pre-order books, you better damn well give me previews so I can pre-order. Selling it to me at cost is acceptable, but not preferred. Number seven on a pull list slash pull box is nice. I'd rather that everything I want is on the shelves for me to browse and buy.
2: John Sokol, I've never disagreed with more things than I've ever done in my entire life. I'll take issue with six.
1: John is is (laughs) one of our best posters, and I put basically his entire post because I think all seven, eight, nine, ten of those points at least ring true with
2: some people every aren't. every listener agrees with that. who who don't want to ask for books that they might like but would like. <laughs> to pick it up. If you like a book just fucking
1: ask for it. Yeah. But what what's funny about John so and, I, and I and I gave him crap about it on the forum is that uh, at the end he he says he doesn't care about bags or boards because he doesn't bag or board his books and it made me gasp. I was like, oh, you don't <gasps> bag boards. Yeah, so he he <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he reads them and if he Then he sends them off to people through uh, um, Comics. What do I. Comic
3: Swap? Or Sequential
2: Swap. What do I need bags and boards for a digital comic?
1: Oh, this isn't. (laughs) Never
3: mind. Here's the thing
2: about uh, the people that um, complain about not getting books that aren't on their pull list. That to me just speaks of passive aggressiveness yeah. of like being like I want a book, but I want it to be there, and even if though not, yeah, yeah. it might not because no one. Well, it's the for same it.
0: people that it, you put a book in their box that they didn't ask for. They're gonna bitch about. It. I mean, yeah. some people just John. Wanna, I'm you calling know, you out here. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we love
2: John.
3: I love um, John, but I think he's wrong. I'm just amazed. That, <laughs> I'm just amazed
0: he's listened to our podcast. As, as demanding as a customer he is. I'm amazed he's stuck around our forum and our podcast for this long.
3: It's ah, very inconsistent. Yeah. We'll <laughs> shit in your. Can I use your bathroom?
7: No, you mean not? The bathroom is for paying customers only. If you purchase an item, you may use the bathroom.
1: Hey Tom, we have a, else a, has a new it. poster this week uh, <clears throat> named Sentinel. Of yeah, spaceway. Uh, how can I convince Tom. him to
2: shorten his? <laughs> I know he name? actually makes the. <laughs> he screws up, up the forum because <laughs> his, his name's so damn long. It's definitely the location. I definitely. can't drive on my own yet. So, well, you shouldn't have listened to the rest of this. <laughs> yeah, <video> yeah. <laughs> uh, ooh. Oh, 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 shit. oh, fudge. Maybe, <laughs> a, maybe he has a
0: disability. and he's, no, he's 16. Oh.
2: Remember, he's Earth 2 time. Oh, top, that's right. He likes
3: right. all the stuff I like. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> God. He, like, flash and, he's and, like slow walk, and slow and walks in, on the, the beach. And, and, yeah, and the
2: Packers. Uh, definitely location. I can't drive on my own yet, so I have to get rides from my parents. And the only good comic shop is about 10 miles away from everything. Wow! Every Sounds thing. like a grandpa nice. Comic. Yeah. <laughs> place. No matter so which direction man you go, in white. <laughs> so I have to I have a good excuse to get them to drive me, <clears throat> and I end up making it out there every every couple of weeks. Well, if you want to, you can call me and I can talk to your parents. Oh hopefully yeah! They can, hopefully they can give you a good talk about prostitution. Just kind of <laughs> Swear in the way out. Hi, um, Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Spaceways,
0: Mr. this Mr. is Tom Caters. <laughs> hey, um, uh, Sa- Sal,
4: Sal, what does
1: yeah. uh, <laughs> Jay Scarzy look for in a comic shop?
0: Height. Uh, number one is height, uh, an owner that is at least 6'3 or better. Uh, number two, hair color, <laughs> White hair is important.
3: Done. Number
0: three, facial hair. Van Dyke is important. Maybe the goose gossage mustache. No full Uh, beards. Number four, CV. Owners must have more than comic shop owner on their resume. For someone who has had bouncing at many local bars to prevent arguments amongst (laughs) nerdy fanboys (laughs) or podcasting hosts. Maybe I'm just talking about Mark from Dark Tower, but that's what makes a good comic shop for me. (laughs)
1: Thanks, Scarzy. So we, Scarzy sent in a, a voicemail that we just can't play because it is too dirty. It was, uh yeah, it <laughs> was. The sh- we'll begin now. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was a roast that Dude, we'll have Chris, to put up as Chris an Easter egg. It
2: was, <laughs> Chris. I want you to touch Tom. <laughs> yeah, it was Phil. <laughs> it was just Phil. Well, so, John, it wasn't too dirty. Right now, it was
1: just so outrageous. Oh, was he was. he sent in a roast that was. Absolutely brutal. It was the best voicemail we ever got.
0: Actually, I think we didn't post it because Chris told me not to because he really got Chris bad in the roast. He did. He he roast I told me you bad. not to. Did, oh, yeah. You did I tell me not to. Lot, I to. Don't put that up. <laughs> well, no, I, no, I
3: definitely want it to. Was it was yeah. irreverent. We'll
1: have to put it as an Easter egg. Um, things said about people we don't know that John, John X. Ward says, A good comic store has to have a few things that will make it worthwhile. Atmosphere. Every shop needs a good, friendly atmosphere. If not, the store can be very boring and many people will not stay there. Variety. A large variety of different books, that is. The kind of store where you can go in and ask for the latest copy of Pirates vs. Ninjas, and they'll have it on the rack. Why go to a store to just buy from the big two? And possibly image. I've uh, only been to two stores like this, and they both happen to be in the Cleveland area of Ohio.
0: Joinks Lord. <laughs>
1: Is it jo- no, Johnx Lord? Johnx. Oh, yeah. I
0: thought it was Joinks. Joinks. I thought actually I thought it was a Joinks loin at first. Joinks loin. Dyslexic.
2: Yeah. Uh, Tom, what's uh, G Dog have to say? Polis, Polis, and Polis. In the '90s, my LCS didn't do Polis unless you spent something like. $50 a week at his place. I was always Damn. missing out Marvel and DC events His books would sell out before I could get this to the place. store. However, seeing it, it was the 90s. That doesn't seem like a bad thing in retrospect. <laughs> Needle, need, needles to say. <laughs> needles. Needless. This place closed up a long time ago. My current LCS is Tardy's Collection Corner. www.tardys.com
1: That was Jeffrey Brown's shop. As whenever.
2: a child. Last one, guys.
0: Alright, this is Trev. Trev said, number one, Good atmosphere. Number two, pull list. Number three, give back. Do you have events and signings? Do you promote comics or sequential art? Do you partner with other local businesses who are in your niche? Do you do cool fundraisers for stuff like Hero and CBLDF? Wow, that's a lot to ask for a shop. Yeah. I mean, well, I also think if you want, well, that's about cool. It's it's a lot. You to know, ask. like
2: promoting a comic, you could promote something like White Picket Fences.
0: Yes, yes, you could. Uh, well, we should talk about White Picket Fences. Mm-hmm. Let's We're talking uh,
2: about all the people complaining about. It. I offenses? can't get a book. Yeah, they haven't read it yet. Oh, If they read it, they wouldn't be They They
1: can't get white pick the only yeah. Thing, yeah,
2: The only thing they have to complain about is that they can't get it, I which know. can be rectified by asking for it. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> first of all, rectified.
1: Ape Entertainment is quickly developing a reputation of putting out high quality and only high quality books. That's yeah, something that we talked with Brent and Dave Hedgecock and Kevin Freeman, and they pride themselves on only putting out things that they would read as comic fans and we see this over and over again that they've done a great job of doing that Mm -hmm. they have a new book coming out called white picket fences that you know and kind of like ape entertainment we 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 get a lot of books that we look at that people send us and we only want to talk about the books that we really like so you guys are here so we must like yeah thank you um Matt, Micah, why don't you give us the setup of White Picket Fences and what it is about?
5: All right. um, White Picket Fences combines um, TV shows, uh, 50 sitcoms like Leave it to Beaver with 50 science fiction films like The Day the Earth Stood Still. Um, It actually uh, centers around a family much like you would see in Leave it to Beaver. And uh, the primary character we're concerned with is uh, Charlie Hobson, who is the 11-year-old son of uh, Franklin and Barbara. He, uh, just on an an innocent day, playing with two of his uh, friends, stumbles upon Martian technology that's been hidden in his uh, small town of Greenview and, uh, much like any kid, steals what he finds. and. Little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> can't trust him. <laughs> yeah, can't. Damn kids. communist. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what he doesn't know is what the, the device that he steals is a is a um, it's actually the firing mechanism for the for weaponry that's hidden on the same grounds that that he was on. So yeah, the the story then boils down to Charlie's adventure uh, with this device that he has in his possession. And he's kind of navigating through his uh, small town, while the American military is there, pretty much threatening to turn it over, trying to find this piece that he's got. And then the Martians themselves show up in the town, threatening to do the same, if not worse.
0: Is this uh, is this an ongoing title, or is it a limited series? This
5: is three. Uh, this current series is three
0: issues. Okay. Yes. And you have plans to go on past that with the same characters or same things, sort of. we're making
4: plans. Yeah, we're making plans. There's nothing definite, but okay, yeah, yeah. We're, we're definitely talking. There,
5: about there, there are stories to tell that would be set with these characters, um, <coughs> and you know, uh, you could find uh, on Free Comic Book Day. We actually have a five-page story that technically takes place after the three-issue miniseries. Um, and that's in can- the,
0: that's going to be in the eight. Ape's doing an anthology. For yeah, for yeah, a- yeah.
5: A- it, uh, yeah. I think we're in it along with a new Athena Voltaire story. Yeah.
0: How did you guys come up with the with the story idea, the the concept of it?
5: That came uh, a few years ago, uh, just because I actually have a real love for Leave It to Beaver. You found a. Martian military. I did. I was gonna say. I, I'm thinking.
1: I'm it thinking. A, a drunken, a drunken comic. night that starts with Nick <laughs> at Night, and horrible. you it's wake horrible. up watching <laughs> War of the Worlds.
6: Exactly. Well, yeah. Yes. With, with Martian technology in your yes. hand, and yeah. where the hell did this come from? I don't. Where know. did I go? I mean, we, wow. watched, you know. <laughs>
4: we watched enough of Nick at Night up until Mr. Ed came on. We decided that's enough. Yeah. yeah. Change the channel. Yeah, that's so unrealistic. We're we talking Mars. Master Vision was on. and Boom. That's where
1: it came from. Yeah. Well, that's uh, kind of how I had described the the book to you guys uh, off mic earlier, is that uh, if you take Stand By why Me... me why, off
0: is, why is Chris describing their book to them?
1: Well, I not my, my feelings of <laughs> it is, is oh. like, if, you, if you take Art Stand By Me, the... and it's like if Stand By Me took place after War of the Worlds, that is White Picket <laughs> Fences. It, it's kind of this go. buddy book of these three kids in thieving bastards. <laughs> yeah, th- th- only you know. one. Oh, thieving the rest of
9: the, yeah, other the two, the two, two are, are gone. Cool. Yeah, the I they are straight-edged. I
2: also think they call it necessary theft. Is is strong, impetuous childhood yeah. 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 All right. He, he was, so was liberating. Indiscretion. indiscretion uh, exactly. Yeah. That is a fantastic <laughs> use of the word. Youthful and indiscretion. <laughs> 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 and not only not only
4: a, not only a comedy, uh, nor is it just uh, a about a boy who's trying to you know rectify something he did that was. It was maybe a, a misguided, misguided. Yes, but it's also uh, there's also like a also predominant in 1950s. Almost everything is a huge Cold War metaphor mm-hmm. um, between uh, between Mars, uh, Earth, and Venus. Um, briefly, but mostly Mars and Earth. Yes. So.
0: What would you? Uh, how would you describe sort of the the um, the theme of it, or not the theme of it, but the, the you know uh, feel of the book? As far as is it is it. Humorous? Is it lighthearted? Is it you know more serious or a combination?
4: I would say uh, definitely lighthearted in yeah. parts. Uh, there are some parts that kind of dire uh, when the, for instance, maybe the end of the world may be looming uh, close at hand. But yeah, definitely humorous, um, uh, satirical. Um, and also, uh, it's w- Pleasantville. Yeah. that's it. It's Pleasantville. Very, very, yes. very near, uh, and dear well, to our hearts, is Pleasantville. Well, <laughs> <the movie>. One <laughs> of the <laughs> things <laughs> that, yeah, I was
5: gonna say is okay. that when it comes to the, the tone, I mean, yeah, it, it is very humorous, but the threat is real. Like yes. there's no there's no comic timing on you know the threat of you know this pending Martian mm-hmm. invasion. I mean. They are intending, you know, to do what, you know, they say they're going to do. So there's, you know, there's no copying out. That doesn't boil down to slapstick. So. There's a good
4: message of civic duty in the book. <laughs> uh, vote. vote early. <laughs> Obama. Kill, I war Obama. Yeah, kill Obama. Kill oh Obama. God. I'm never going to let
1: that. After snagglepuss and shoot Obama, I'm done. My girlfriend's
2: going to be pissed. <laughs> yeah. I shook Obama I'm going to vote for him. Fuck yeah, those unions. They're yeah, Just finish off. Uh,
1: <laughs> what the off. Uh, she's not going to listen anymore uh <laughs> she doesn't listen to besides you? the the she story what is extremely striking about white picket fences is the truly fantastic art of the ferator <laughs> <laughs> um Micah. you you've you illustrated and this is long before i knew you which was tonight um <laughs> <laughs> you you illustrated, yesterday you illustrated my favorite issue of Strange Girl, which is uh, a fantastic Rick Remender book from uh, Image Comics. Uh, So I've seen you in that. What else have you worked on prior to White Picket
4: Fences? I worked, uh, before that, um, worked with uh, Josh Beelkoff on um, Postcards. It's an anthology. It's coming out soon um, through Random House. And uh, before that, with uh, Night uh, Night Trippers, a book uh, authored by Mark Ricketts. And uh, my debut uh, book was uh, just a just a beautiful, glorious story. Uh, Robert Tunnell and uh, Todd Livingston wrote *The Living and the Dead*, um, and I did that for them. About a ninety odd page, or like a hundred and twenty page graphic novel, that came out a couple of years ago. It's very cool. So, I've been doing it for just a few years, and uh, like I said before, I haven't been in comics much longer, than, been interested in comics much longer than that. But um, got interested pretty quick. And then uh, went out to San Diego, and that's actually where I'm at. Cha-ching. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what Good I problem. thought. What oh, I yeah, thought was, you. if there's a quicker way to make money, somebody <laughs> please <laughs> tell me. Micah,
1: how would you describe your art style for people that haven't seen it before? And I know it's hard to
3: As a must-buy.
4: Well, it's a... I guess, I will, I'll describe it technically. It's uh, pencils. Uh, I try and render each page um, pretty much fully in pencil, and then if uh, color is needed, I go in and color that digitally. Um, but uh, it's uh, kind of uh, abstracted, a little bit cartoony, um, hopefully a little bit dark for a lot of it, and um, when appropriate, I hope there's some comedy. Because I've I found that there's nothing harder to illustrate than comedy. So. And you peaked
6: with White Picket Fences, correct?
4: <laughs> well, this I'm is it. Done. Done. Truth <laughs> is, truth is, I, I peeked 30 seconds in, much to my shame, and then the rest was just snuggling. <laughs> uh, the rest of this book's <laughs> awesome.
3: <laughs> can I? Add, I gotta add something about
4: the
5: artwork. <laughs> but I don't know how I can follow that. Uh, no, one of the things that you know strikes me whenever I saw you know pages coming in via email, and uh, what I think what a lot of people. Who I show the book to, it's not the expected style. Like it, uh, for something like White Picket Fences, I mean, it's got a very clean, you know, whole. You can see the wholesome look of the the characters. You can see the 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 uh, the 1950s vibe, but it isn't as you said earlier. It's not like Pleasantville, like you know, which is a film, but you know that that is so whitewashed and it's so <laughs> perfect. You know, with with something like you know what Micah does with White Picket Fences, there's so much expression. I mean. We might be telling a story about you know what is considered kind of the the boring time you know the 1950s very plain. There's so much character in in the characters. I mean, everyone is always gesturing. Everyone is, you know, each each panel feels very animated. It, it and one of the things
2: I thought uh, when I read the uh, when I read the previews the as far as like the depiction of sort of childhood, the first thing it reminded me of was actually blankets and sort of the idea of like cool. how yeah. you. Uh, capture sort of like small moments of being young that i think sometimes people over write or over render sort of what <laughs> childhood is like but it can be yeah. very simple and it can be sort of a certain moment that gets captured in a certain yeah. way and there's the scene of the character running over a hill which is like the exact in, in, you know one page Capturing of like (laughs) what you do when you're a kid—you do stupid shit, like run around in boxes. You know, you play with boxes. You You think you're a march. It doesn't have to be a comic. It doesn't have to be like hard. If
0: you look at uh, the first few pages of it, I mean, the I think the first two pages of it are—you know—it looks like this World War II uh, story, you know, in the trenches and very gritty. And you soon find out that that may not be the case, and then it turns into a, a completely different sort of book or you know story at that point um and both are
1: conveyed very effectively you know you see (laughs) what was funny about that is that i'm reading the preview and dave hedgecock had sent this to me and I had no idea what white picket fences was, and so I'm reading this. And I'm just like, you know, a page in. I'm like, God, this is the worst fucking war story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, the worst dialogue. Yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> God, what the hell are you sending me? <laughs> so, you get the so glad that, that worked. <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah, that took Eric and I quite a while. There's actually two sets of dialogue. We the the dialogue that you guys read in the preview will not be the dialogue. Oh, right. I loved and it. It
3: was perfect.
5: But the the, the it's similar. <laughs> Yeah, okay. it's, it's so very similar. What happened, we lost the dialogue we originally wrote. So when it came time to, you know, show, you know, to pitch the book around at Wizard World, we scrambled. I mean, it was like a last minute, like, <laughs> Micah was, you know, lettering the book at the time. This is when we were putting together the pitch. And we were like, oh, crap, we got to write new dialogue. And it took us a long time to write the fake army dialogue <laughs> the first time, so to have to do it a second time was, you know... Intimidating.
2: Yeah. yeah. Wa- uh, it came across as a really <laughs> shitty army. <laughs> 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 that's,
6: a, that's a
2: proper army dialogue. I
6: could write yeah. all day. Well, but <laughs> is,
4: yeah, you got to find some kids who know a little bit of half-assed yeah, stuff They watch about the TV. Army. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they watch combat. You know, <laughs> shit like that, you so know. they just mashed a bunch of words together. So yeah, we're hoping, if hopefully people will get beyond their like... Ugh, worst army dialogue <laughs> ever. But it's supposed to be the worst <laughs> yeah, army yeah, dialogue so yeah, ever. Well, at eleven, that. you know, eleven-year-old kids are supposed to be saying <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah.
3: Charlie yeah. Yeah.
5: Spoilers,
4: guys. Spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> yeah. for Those were all spoilers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you edit that in earlier? Yeah. But, <laughs> it's just fine. but
1: yeah. Well, guys, when does uh, White Picket Fences make its triumphant debut?
5: The debut, well, actually, is. Uh, May 5th on Free Comic Book Day. As okay. we said earlier, yeah. we're part of the free, uh, Apes Free Comic Book Day offering. The first issue of White Pick Offenses is, is on May 16th, so just about a week and a half later. Okay. Outstanding.
1: I look um, forward to it. I'm excited. Excellent. So thank you uh, so much for, oh, it's for dropping by. Thanks a lot for having us. us. Hey, yeah. it's, uh, it's been our pleasure. Uh, folks, I want to remind everyone that you can help <laughs> us out by spreading the Around Comics love. You can do that a few different ways. You can take us up on our Listener LCS Challenge. You can go to the homepage at aroundcomics.com and download that flyer. Just ask your local comic shop a manager or owner if they would display that. If they do, we will mention both you and the shop on the show and provide a link to the comic store on our site. You can also become our virtual friends at Comic Space, and that is ComicSpace.com/slash Around Comics. You can do the same thing at MySpace, at MySpace.com/slash Around Comics. You can do my personal favorite, which is leaving us an iTunes Music Store review. Please be so kind and be as cool as Andy Parks, Mike Norton, Steve Bryant. Still Doom. waiting for Doom. Doom. Uh, Doom and Doom, has Doom a can left figure out
2: how to change his profile name. Doom. Please come check out all the great things that AroundComics.com has to offer. It's your source for the best in comic book news, reviews, and opinions. We have awesome artists that hang out there that show stuff like Jamie McKilvey from Phonogram. And Kevin Freeman actually Mm -hmm. has put up the subculture. Mm Web so comics. Web yeah, comics. Web... What is that, uh, uh, Jamie's
1: Jamie's book that he's working on? Suburban S- Glamour. Yeah, that looks yeah. really neat. So. I think I
0: upset him today though because he he posted the black and white and then he posted the color and you later you shit about the. Color? Well, no, I just said I, I you know I really I love like his, his black and, black and white and stuff too. because it, it just reminds me of like the best of like eighties independent black and white comics that are out there tonight. and. I, and and he's like, "Well, too bad. I'm putting it on color." And and uh, so he well, said, "Go fuck yourself." Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and, hey, I
1: mean, this is this is so. Uh, why did he say that they're coming out in color?
0: Uh, because it'll sell better. You'll double your sales yeah, if it's yeah, in absolutely. color. Absolutely. Oh, no, so triple. more than
1: So Jamie put it out
0: in put color. it on. Well, that's what I said. I said, I, you know, I understand why you're putting it. Just out in send color, us the black and white version.
1: Yeah, that's all I ask. So. <laughs> Uh, we are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network. You can find more great podcasts at comicspodcasts.com.
0: Just so everyone is aware, we post this the next week's topic on Tuesdays at our forum at aroundcomics.com. Next week, we're talking with Richard Starkings, the man behind Hip Flask, Elephant Man, and most of the words you read in comics due to comic craft uh, joins the roundtable. Uh, this episode has been sponsored by InStockTrades.com. <laughs> Waiting for the trade has never been easier. InStockTrades.com offers a huge selection of the collected editions you need. InStockTrades.com is your source for trade paperbacks, deluxe hardcovers, essentials, showcases, archives, absolute editions, omnibus editions, and more. All at great discounted prices. And remember that all orders over $50 ship free. Whether you're buying an absolute edition or catching up with showcases and essentials, InStockTrades.com
2: is your new best friend. And your new best friend after that should be Hero Initiative. (laughs) And we are proud to help support the Hero Initiative. Hero creates a financial safety net for yesterday's creators who may need emergency medical aid, financial support for essentials of life, and an avenue back into paying work. The chance for all of us to give back something to the people who have given us so much enjoyment. For more information, visit www.heroinitiative.org or call 310 909 Seven eight zero nine, and say that you love white picket fences. Yeah, absolutely. Cheers! And uh, I know
1: that uh, um,
2: speaking about in stock trades,
1: I know that uh, Cameron has an ape section there, so when White Picket Fences uh, makes it to yeah. trade, I'm sure that you'll be able to pick it up Omnibus,
0: the, um, the White Picket
1: Fences. $80 absolute edition. You're going to have to make up notes. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, there sure. are plenty. <laughs> buy, the, buy the single issues for yourself, and then whenever it comes out, and trade, buy that for your friends. Great <laughs> Christmas gift. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to thank everyone for joining us today. Uh, Matt, Eric, Micah, uh, Ron and Connor from iFanboy, mm. Santos hanging around in the back here. We had several people. Santa Brady. Claus, yeah. so you
2: might have to edit out for time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Santa yeah. had a great call-in. <laughs> That's That's fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Santa.
1: <laughs> Just in time for this holiday. Yeah. Tom and Sal, it's yes. always a pleasure. Yeah. I of course it is. <laughs> Everyone has a, a strong word. word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Strong Everybody, Strong have. If you had
0: anything better to do on a Friday I, I would, I'd be
2: at home reading like Old Silver Age comics <laughs> <laughs> drinking so. Priority, Priority.
1: Priority. Priority <laughs> comics Priority comics Alright, everyone Have a fantastic week We'll be back again on Monday with another new episode In the meantime We'll be everywhere
3: in All And around, around comics.
2: Ask your store for white picket fences
7: <laughs> Worst episode
0: If you would like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member, email us at info at aroundcomics.com, or visit the Contact Us section of our website. Music for the show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network. Music.podshow.com Views expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and do not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next time, and the panel will change, but our mission will stay the same, bringing you the very best news, reviews, and opinions in and Around Comics. Around Comics is a Pipe Dream production. Copyright 2007. All rights reserved.
3: Love
0: you,
3: baby. Yeah. Why you got my love and love?